Hello, uh, this is this is really interesting, uh, folks. You know me. I am President Obonjo of Laugh Republic, and I'm here to introduce you to uh, someone who sent me a Twitter, uh, or rather a tweet, to be precise. I think they they call it Twitter or tweet. I don't know. I'm just still very new to to Twitter, but I think it's a tweet, and uh, he basically said that. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, that I might get punched on the face because of the <laughs> uniform that I am wearing. So I thought it would be a good idea to get Steve to come and talk to me uh, about, because I believe he's an ex, oh, he's disappeared. I believe he's an I'm ex, right. yeah, you're, you're an ex-Army officer, is that correct? From the British no, Army? Um, I was a corporal. Oh, you were so, a corporal, uh, okay, so yeah. yeah. Non-officer, no. Well, okay. uh, non-commissioned officer non-commissioned officer but you were in the british army anyway yeah yeah okay yeah so and we've been having chats about this and i have shared uh some of my experiences both in terms of people taking offense by seeing me wear this and this is i have to say to you this is just comedy i'm sure you know it is comedy it is not real i'm not pretending to be uh, a member of the british army i'm not pretending to be a british army officer so I thought it would be a good idea to get a sense of why you said what you said, because I've had experiences where people have got really angry with me saying, oh, you're pretending to be a British Army officer when you're not. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think for me, not an issue. And for most people, whether serving soldiers or ex-soldiers, not an issue. For some people, it can get a little bit, especially with medals and cap badges. What you've got on the front of your hat there, that's the, um, the Royal Artillery badge and that's a regiment of the British Army that goes back a long way and people who serve in it are really proud to serve in it mm -hmm. and they feel that I've earned that badge because I'm a member of that regiment so you shouldn't be wearing it mm -hmm. um, and the same with medals uh, fictional medals pretend ones that you've bought not, not a big deal but if it's a real medal again sometimes people get a little bit upset that the Americans actually have it as a criminal offense they call it stolen valor yeah. and people hunts down <laughs> false wearers of medals. The British Army community, if you go on, there's a website called Ars. I don't know if you've seen it, mm -hmm. A-R-R-S-E, um, and it's mostly serving an ex-soldier, some of them quite old like me, mm -hmm. and it's mostly humour, but there's also a lot of sort of mutual support and storytelling. It's a really good resource for anyone who's interested in attitudes within the British Army, maybe a few years behind the time, but it's there. And they've got this thing called... Um, Walt hunting. You, you know the story by James Thurber, Walter Mitty? Yeah. Well, within the military community, if you want to call it that, there's a thing called a Walt, who's either someone who never served but presented they did, or someone who had minimal experience and digs it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I was in the SAS, you know, can't talk about it. I was a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so th there's a crossover between people who take genuine offence at insignia and uniform items being worn by others. And I think that's a bit silly. And then this American term stolen valor or british term walt um and i just think that for your stage persona and i've looked at a lot of it on youtube and i've fallen about it's really good but i i just think that as a courtesy and as a self-preservation thing if you could find the badge of a regiment that doesn't exist anymore a defunct regiment i looked them up actually i'll send you a, a link to a site selling them for a few pounds you could change that badge out for one from a regiment that's been dissolved 100 years ago mm -hmm. and it still looked convincing it still is a british army thing but there's no one around you go oh that's my regiment how dare you mm -hmm. so i just thought that might be a useful suggestion for you 
Yeah, that, that's that's uh, interesting enough. I remember well over a year ago, I got this email from someone out of the blue who said, I don't know whether you are in the British Army, whether you served in the British Army or whether you're a comedy act, but I take offense that you are actually wearing this uh, royal artillery badge. And so I had to write back to him to say, look, I'm not taking the piss in the British yeah. Army. I I respect the British Army and this is just a comedy act. And he said, look, yeah. I know you're funny, but you know, just like you said, people have really died wearing this. And so, yeah. 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 so the point, I, there are, I've got a couple of questions for you. If that's the case, because I just traveled I went to a place called Stevenage and I was driving past Stevenage and I saw this secondhand military uh, shop and that is where I bought this this and, and everything else. So if people are taking offense by this and not many, as you said, why do you have secondhand shops selling military uniforms to uh, a lot of people? Are, there's a there's a strange breed and I'm it's not me. I, but I'm, I'm aware of them in the same way that I can see out of my window a hedgehog. I'm not a hedgehog, but I'm aware of them. Mm -hmm. There's a breed called Militaria Collectors. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm ex-army and I've got a, a strong interest in things to do with the military. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to fill a room in my house up with old cat badges or, mm -hmm. or medals or anything like that. I'm just not that. In if I want to see them, I'll go to a museum. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do. You know, the Imperial War Museum is a, mm -hmm. a, a sobering place to spend a day. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be in my house, but some people do. And there is a thriving trade in these things. And what I mentioned before, these guys, the Waltz, mm -hmm. um, the people who, in their head, yeah, they're, they're a fat 55-year-old, but in their head, they're 23 and they're a sergeant in mm -hmm. the Special Forces, you know? Mm -hmm. And they only do it in their house and they dress up. And there mm -hmm. are people who do this. They, they dress like you do, but not as part of of, of a well thought through comedy routine. It's some mm. sort of weird fantasy in their head. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but they do exist. They do. Um, and there's also these guys, have you heard of the sp Airsoft? Um, you know, paintballing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is good fun, actually, if you ever mm -hmm. got a 15 year old, so you've got an excuse to go without looking stupid. Paintballing mm -hmm. is good fun. There's a, a, another iteration of paintballing called Airsoft. Mm. where grown men, again, guys in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they dress in pretty realistic modern combat gear mm. and they have weapons that are indistinguishable from a real service weapon, an M16, an SA-80, whatever it mm. might be. Mm. And they shoot these tiny little plastic pellets and they sting if they hit you, but they're not going to do you any harm. So they wear goggles and they just go around shooting each other. And I think some of those guys, they wear this stuff combat mm -hmm. gear when they're playing mm -hmm. but i've got a feeling that some of them dress a little bit like you at home as well <laughs> <laughs> well um, I, I i'm only dressed up like this at home because i knew i wanted to have a chat with yeah. you but also and also um it's important to say that i also perform at home i do zoom gigs you know, well, cool, you've got to though, yeah. Guys, I have no choice. Are you wearing a mask? How close are you to the screen? Say that again? How close are you to the screen? Should I be wearing a mask? No, 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 you're fine. Okay. You're fine. You, you, you shouldn't, you don't need to worry about, you don't need to worry about Corona, but what you haven't been told oh, is that, yeah. you, what you haven't been told is that Ebola transforms through Zoom. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I should have got the I should have got the updated phone. <laughs> but yeah, this... I was going to ask you one of the sort of things watching your act or bits of it on on YouTube. Um, I think that part of what you're reflecting is echoes of, of sort of post-colonialism and the and the the way that sort of some African countries as they sort of became non-colonial that promise of um, democracy and everything's going to be great sort of fell on its ass a little bit you're personifying that a little yes. so I, I get that the British uniform is absolutely part of it for good reasons for good historical reasons and, and relevant reasons yeah yeah is, is, that, is that deliberate yeah that, that is deliberate but also the fact that Apart from the fact that uh, my view has always been that before these people were called dictators, uh, they were very good leaders. As soon as they fell out with the West, they became dictators. You know what I'm saying? Because they supported yeah. them. The West because supported them. Probably so, something in them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's yeah. a lot. There's and then a when lot. they started to forget to have elections and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we'll so, something. Election. Oh, shit, that was 20 years ago. Ah, oh, never mind, I'll be fine. <laughs> and, and, and you know, most, most, most African countries at the time uh, were under military dictatorship. I, I certainly grew up in Nigeria, and the way I am, the way I am, is because I grew up during the military regime. You know, there were lots of... Do you mind so asking how old you are? I'm over 50. So I, I worked until a year ago. I, I, I work on building sites, and um, the job I had until, well, a year ago, uh, with my friend Ben, he's mm. also Nigerian. He's, he's just turned fifty, and mm. we, we've I spent more time with him that year than I did with my wife. A lot mm. more time, okay. twelve, thirteen hour days, six days a week. So we got yeah. to know each other really well. Um, it's interesting to hear you sort of allude to that because he, he had some startling stories to tell. Yeah, very startling. Yeah. His father was quite senior in in the Nigerian government in the early seventies, oh, okay. um, and he became very wealthy despite his. Um, is is his salary not being that hot? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's another that's another story entirely. But you know, when 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 we talk about leadership, that's why democracy makes me laugh because when we talk about leadership, this is what I grew up. I, military is what I grew up. You know, mm -hmm. having military rulers. That's my interpretation of leadership in my brain. Yeah, but I know there are other forms of leadership, but. This has been really, really interesting. You know, I, 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 want, I want to ask you something else. You know what's really interesting about this is that you're right to say that it's only a minority of people who take offense by this. If I tell you the number of army officers that have been in an audience, I didn't even know there were army officers, who then uh, wrote to me and said, oh, we've got some uniform for you. Tell, give me your address. Yes. We've got some badges. And no, they no. actually send me, their met, they get, they get what I'm, what I'm about, they really do, is just the minority. But I, I was going to say this, how come they don't take offense with dad's army? How come they don't take offense with the fact that... I think, you know, I, I talked about this, my, my grandfather, who he died 25 years ago, but he was, he, he served World War II, mm -hmm. um, and he, he was just a good guy. A lot of his friends of that generation found Dad's Army the TV show because it was it was current, you know, mid mid seventies into the eighties. Um, it was still being repeated. It's a big cultural thing in the UK, and I remember having this exact conversation. And his view was, it's respectful. I mean, they gently took the Mickey out of the characters of the Dad's Army, but they they never suggested that they were cowardly, inefficient, or not doing the right thing. They they only suggested that they were sort of bumbling village men who 
had the Germans actually invaded, they would have died at their post. They really would. And that's true. The, 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 the home guard, Dad's army, mm-hmm. deserved that respect because they, they really would have fought. They really would have fought. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were gently taking the mickey, effectively soldier to soldier, because the guys who wrote that were ex-servicemen themselves. Yeah. One thing, my regiment, these, these guys, Royal Signals, yeah. also known as two bits because the badge is in two bits mm. or the silver surface mm-hmm. um we get we i've been out 20 years we get called um the scaly backs by the rest of the army mm-hmm. and it's just gentle teasing it's, it's for a reason the original radios that people used to wear would rub their backs raw so you'd get scars on your back and be a mm-hmm. scaly back there you go but it sounds offensive, but from another soldier, it's not. I wouldn't want to be called a scaly back by a civilian. I would feel that that was slightly impolite, um, okay. discourteous, mm-hmm. presumptuous would be the right word. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Dad's Army, either as it was presented or as it's talked about now, even the remake, the film, isn't discourteous. It's respectful mm-hmm. and taking the mickey gently, like like you would for a family member. Mm-hmm. I think that's that, that would be the answer I'd give to that question. Yeah, well, but, you, but but you've seen my you've seen my comedy on stage. You've seen you haven't seen me live, but you've seen my YouTube. It doesn't take the Mickey on the no, British know, Army or the British military. Probably, this is probably why so many people are approving and sending you bits of equipment. It's it's. <laughs> I think the only and I, I'm not criticising at all. As I say, I'm not. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just the the fact that it is a live badge of, of a real regiment that's around now. Yeah, and. Has lost people in combat, you know, well within living memory. They lost guys in Afghanistan, they lost guys in Iraq, they lost mm-hmm. guys in the Falklands, Northern Ireland, going right back. They lost like 115,000 killed in World War One, you know. Um, so it's not for me, but for some, as you found out, probably mm-hmm. not officers, probably private soldiers, and gun as they call them. Um, they might go, oh, that's my badge. You shouldn't be wearing that. Mm. Which is why I just thought I'd, I'd send that tweet as suggesting. You know, and I, I, and I do, I do appreciate that wholeheartedly. I do appreciate the the tweets, and like I said, it just reminded me of, you know, the. the I even remember there was a time I, I was traveling on the train from Bristol, and just like that. I, I, yeah, and I was sat like that. And, and, and you know, you know, you people talk about white privilege. I get military privilege just wearing this. <laughs> and this and this training inspector saw me and he just basically said, you served our country, moved to first class. <laughs> was it, tell, tell me, was it exactly as you were in now? Yes. Because, I mean, one of the things, I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but the fact you've got a corporal strike with an extra strike on top, yeah. that's clearly not right. Yeah, exactly. But that is that is that 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 is meant to make it comical. That's not meant to make it real. Even people have said to me, "Oh, you really should have more medals." And I just feel that if I have more medals, for example, that makes it so real. But the guy who stopped me on the train and said, "Move to first class," eventually he looked at the uniform and he said, "What regiment are you, sir? What regiment?" And <laughs> I told him the war of mirth, and he just started laughing because he could tell that it was comedy. Already put you in first yeah, class yeah, class. yeah. And by then he put me on first class. But on that day, before he put me on first class, I had an altercation. There were two guys who kept watching me, kept watching me, and then they, they went for me. They wanted to really have a go, screaming really? and saying, you shouldn't wear the uniform, you're not entitled to wear the mm-hmm. uniform. And then three other people defended me. Three other people defended me. He shot five white men, 
two against three. That was the first time. <laughs> That's the thing that's happened. Yeah, and I, the three of them just defended me to say, look, this is comical. You know what? Why why are you attacking him? And and and, and they left me. But it was without wanting to sound too pompous here, the the people who did wear that uniform and did fight in the wars of the last century and this one mm. may not have said it themselves in these words, but this is more sort of Daily Express leader words, mm. but they fought for our freedom. And that includes the freedom mm. to wear that uniform on stage and make a joke. That, mm. you know, that is the sort of thing that wouldn't happen under a dictatorship, your, your, your excellency. <laughs> so back home in where you're president, you wouldn't allow this to happen, of course. You wouldn't allow people to dishonor the uniform of the of the presidential guard. Yeah. But here in a democracy, you can. Okay. So what what um what badges? So you're saying remove this. What badges would you recommend? Well, I'm suggesting. I'll send you a link. But I, I just went on eBay and you, mm. I put in defunct regiment badges. Okay. And there's there's one actually that I, I don't know if this would be sort of part of what we talked about a few minutes ago. The sort of reflections on colonialism and things. Mm. There's there's a badge. Oh, it's on this phone. I can't show you. I'll send okay. you after you finish. Okay. Um, it's called the the King's Colonial Corps. Mm -hmm. or the King's Colonial Regiment. I'd not mm -hmm. heard of it, but when I looked it up, it was a 1920s, 30s, 40s thing mm -hmm. where the, the British rulers recruited local guys to be soldiers, mm -hmm. and, they, you know, good, loyal, brave soldiers, and then they mm -hmm. fought. But they fought under the cat badge, the King's Colonial Regiment. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it might be that's something to sort of toy with, but there's loads of regiments that no longer exist, loads. I mean, okay. Dozens and dozens, and Boris Johnson is just getting rid of a couple more, of course, <laughs> having promised, having yeah, promised yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And said before so, the election, he said, "Don't vote Labour. Don't yeah. vote Labour. You can't trust them on defence." By the way, we're gonna... <laughs> you're a bit political, aren't you? So, um, so a lot of these regiments were defunct because the government collapsed them. Is that what happened, or just yeah, well, naturalistic? If you think about in, in the Victorian days, the army was, by comparison to today, huge. There was about 180,000 people as permanent mm. soldiers in the army when we only had a population of 30 million. So mostly they were split into very small regiments that each county would have one. This is back in the 1850s, 60s, 70s. For example, the Cheshire Regiment, where I am, I'm in Cheshire, um, would have two battalions. A battalion would be six or 700 men. One of them would be at home, serving in the United Kingdom or Ireland. The other one would be in India or elsewhere in the empire. And then after four years, they'd swap. And most counties had their own regiment. And there were some regiments that, that weren't county-based, like some of the guards regiments and the artillery. Um, but there were loads and loads of these. And as the army needed to be smaller, certainly after World War II, but also towards the end of the Victorian days, some of these regiments were amalgamated. So the Gloucestershire Regiment, for example, very famously has two badges, one at the front, one at the back of its hat. They were amalgamated with the Wiltshire Regiment because the two counties are next to each other. And then the Berkshire Regiment was also added. And it, by the end, they were called the Alphabet Regiment because they weren't just the Gloucestershire Regiment. They were the GWB. Anyway, there were four or five regiments mm -hmm. amalgamated into one. So the, the forerunners of those regiments were dissolved, yeah. And there's lots and lots and lots to choose from. There really are. And you can get the badges for four, five, ten pounds, you know. Okay, cool. Um, cool. To, to, only a suggestion. To me, I would come to your act. I can't wait to get back to live comedy. Can't wait. Um, but as I say, partly as a, as a small courtesy to the people who might feel a little bit ruffled by it, mm. and partly for self-preservation if the three defenders aren't there next time. <laughs> <laughs> and I get just going to, <laughs> just you know, going to suggest it. Yeah. You know, I've done some, I've done some army gigs 
Um, I try to remember the, oh, I can't remember the places now because of the pandemic, but I remember going to this place somewhere outside London and 200 army officers. Yeah. And uh, they didn't tell, they didn't tell them that I was coming because uh, it wasn't advertised. They just said comedians are coming. And then they introduced me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the so proud. Yeah. Well, well, I had to win them over. The first five minutes was tough because it was like, what the, what the. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It was great. Look, it's been, it's been, it's been a pleasure, Steve. Thank you so much for well, no problem. I'll, joining I'll send me. You the link to those badges I found. As I say, just purely suggestions. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I, 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 look, I said, like I said, I, I've actually made some real military friends, you know, they, they send me, stuff. I remember the last gig I did before the pandemic, this guy just said to me, oh, you're not wearing this properly, you need to move it down this way, and, but you're supposed to be a general, why do you have a lance corporal, and, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he said, oh, give me your, ah, give me your, yeah, that's good. Before I got promoted. <laughs> okay, yeah. and, he, and he said, you know, give me your address. I've got some medals for you. And I just got this, I just got lots of medals that came true. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe what it. What are the ones you're wearing now? I, I couldn't see them on the YouTube video. Oh, no, this, 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 is, this is a new uniform that I, I'm wearing now. Um, Desert Storm, General yeah. Service, yeah. two UNs. Yeah. What are the red ones? Is that military? Oh, God, I don't know. Oh, and Sergeant Major on the arm. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, so the one, the only uniform that I've had, the one you saw on YouTube, I've had that for years. So, mm. and I put on a bit, a bit of weight because of the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, my, my, what you're wearing is called number two dress uniform. Okay. It's like the poshest, and the very poshest uniform you wear is usually blue for most regiments, and it's called yeah, number yeah. one dress. Yeah. Uh, when I got married in '91, and I had a, a set of number ones made for me, tailored, mm. um, and over the next year. I lent them to three other guys. So that's that uniform's been married four times now. <laughs> and um, I found it not long ago when we were moving house. And I was like, oh, I'll try. Oh. <laughs> I, I, so, I, you just reminded me, give me two minutes. There's something I need to share with you. Two minutes. Okay, so when I bought this uniform, I took it back home. I've only had it for about a month now. And there was this note in the, un in the uniform, in the pocket. And I had, I had no idea that there was a note in it until I, I just felt it. And I just thought, let me find out what this is about. And it reads, Grace, dear beloved, for life, for love, and just for the crack, we have come here tonight for a little bit of a snack to hear the tales of a career well spent, of misdemeanors and thanks generated by one partly gent. So before the stories abound, let's give thanks for stuff from the ground, to the food that we eat and the grapes that we drink. Cheers to all. You can tell me later just what you think. Amen. So I'm wondering, is this, was this a funeral service or was this someone having an affair? If it's tales of um, a portly gent, I, I wonder if it's, um, a retirement, what they call a, maybe a dining out, because you it's a sergeant major's jacket you're wearing, a, a regimental sergeant major, it might be a quartermaster sergeant major, but it's the, the highest non-commissioned rank before you become an officer. 
So a guy wearing that would have been in the army 18, 20 years before he got that rank. Wow. So that sounds to me like either a colleague who is leaving, retiring, or maybe being dined out as in um, being posted to a different unit. So he's no longer a member of that mess. So they have a formal dinner to dine him out. And mm-hmm. there's usually speakers, a great deal of drinking, um, usually port and lots of it. <laughs> uh, and then increasingly unpleasant stories about the individual concerned as the evening wears on okay they get a bit messy um so it sounds it sounds like it's a it, you might be right it might be a funeral thing but i suspect it's more retirement or dining out um mm. grace fascinating Just stuff. look on that note thank you so much for your time steve and uh, i will let you know when i am back on stage delivering my presidential speeches. Yeah, I, yeah. I will let I'll you follow know. you on Twitter. Right? Yeah, you follow Twitter, me on Twitter sorry. as well. Yeah. So thank you so I'm much. I'm going to change my CV to include comedy consultant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my, you're my, you're my consultant. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually call it comedy consultant. Some of it is uh, army consultant. Maybe that's what it oh. is. <laughs> British army uh, consultant. I'll, I'll put both. I'll put both on LinkedIn. Ah, okay. So, comedy consultant, and so you love comedy a lot. Who are your favorite comedians? Uh, apart from Stuart me, Lee. apart from you, Stuart, <laughs> uh, Stuart Lee. I'd watch, I'd watch his stuff all day, every day. Okay. Um, and I like. Uh, do you know a guy called Jerry Sadovitz? Yes, I've heard of him. The Jewish Jerry guy. Sadovitz. The Jewish guy. My, uh, yeah, a Glaswegian Jewish guy. Yeah. Also a great card magician. Um, incredible incredible mm-hmm. stage act and, and, and this stuff he did on tv in the 80s 90s mm-hmm. like, it's still astonishing absolutely astonishing but we got a comedy club in chester obviously it's shut at the moment isn't it oh so who runs that um i don't know well, what's it Just called? that's a good question there's only one so we don't need to know what it's called because if you say we're going to the comedy club there's only one in the city. And so you've seen, you've yeah. seen, you've seen lots of acts there then. Used to, yeah. Not, we, I suppose, I've been working away so much. Last three or four years, I've not been living at home. I've been working away in a week. Yeah. So I tend to spend the weekends with the family and yeah. evenings. I'm not there because I'm mm. in somewhere else. Mm. But we will start again. We will yeah. start again. I saw yeah. um, Richard Herring doing his tour um, when he was wearing the Hitler moustache. Okay. Oh. That was, he was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. But most okay. of them are just like lo- local touring comics. And it's, yeah, be, 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 you're mentioning all my rivals, all my rivals, oh. you know. <laughs> but but thank you. So I, I met, I, I remember meeting Stuart Lee. He did, um, he did two shows in Leicester Square just before the pandemic. Leicester Square Theatre. Fantastic was shows. That, when, yeah. Was that, what was the name of that tour? Because I saw him at... Um, Look, I honestly can't. Bill. I can't remember now, but they were two good shows. Not that they weren't good, they were fantastic. And I met him after the show, went downstairs to the where they were drinking. And yeah, it was great. It was great. And then I think a couple of weeks later, the pandemic came. That's yeah. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Look, Mm -hmm. Steve, thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. In your wrong bag, deliberately bad. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Bye. No Bye.